Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Black Ink Podcast. My name is Jake Kerr. This is episode number 52 and today, like usual, I have no agenda. But let's talk about it, alright? Let's talk about it because I want to... I do have a bit of an agenda. Something happened this morning that... It, it was one of those things that happened. I didn't want it to affect me, but it did affect me. And then I went on to think about why it affected me, right? And I think some of us fail to do this sometimes. So let's get right into it, okay? So... Without getting too into the actual situation, I'm going to be very brief, but I'm going to give you the information that you need to know. So, our, uh, you know, state daddy or whatever he's called, fucking the, the premier of the state or you know, our prime minister of the state, I, I honestly don't even know what his fucking position is, right? But, you know, Mark, uh, what's his name? Mark McGowan. Is, is it Mark? I don't know. I don't know. I just know that everyone likes him, you know what I mean? And I can point him out in a crowd. He looks like a fucking white dude in a suit, you know, that guy. So anyway, he posts some shit about something on Instagram. And let's start with the fact that most of the interaction that I do on Instagram, like you have to think, right? Everybody that I come across on Instagram, everyone's profile, I comment on it, right? So it's a, it's a really easy thing to know. If I've seen your post or not, basically it comes down to if I've commented on it, then I've seen it. Or if I've liked it, it obviously means I've seen it. Like when I'm being lazy, I'll just like a bunch of shit. So I like have to understand that I look at everything to do with uh, Instagram as far as a marketing tactic, right? So everybody that I follow, I have to follow them for a reason. I can't just follow them. And there are a few people that fit into the like the genuinely people that I, I'm interested in what they're doing in their life. And I want to know, I want to know what they're doing, what they're up to and these events that are happening. And you know, like I have some interest in what's going on for whatever reason it might be. That's a quite a small percentage of the people that I follow. And then there's people I follow that I know a lot of people follow them. And therefore, if I'm commenting on their post, then all I have to do is get is trick the algorithm enough to show how active I am, that if you follow them, and they've got 50 something, you know, uh, comments on, on one of their posts, and you also follow me and I'll, and the Instagram algorithm knows that I'm super engaging and active, then they put my comment to the top. So what that means is I'm kind of hacking the system because even when you go to someone's page to see their shit, Black Ink is still one of the names you're always referring back to that page. So I'm tying myself in to everybody else's brand in that little way. So even though I'm, I might not be into whatever fucking Mark McGowan is doing, I know that a lot of Western Australians are following him for whatever reasons there are they're following him. I know that they're following him. And a lot of my customers, believe it or not, are Western Australian. So for me, following him and commenting on all of his posts is something that I'm just organically going to do because it's the best free marketing that I can do, right? So... I comment on one of his posts and like, to be very honest with you, because that's the whole point of this podcast is to be as transparent as I can with my character and business to offer as much value as I can to the customer. So I'm going to tell you honestly why I commented this. Riz loves Mark McGowan, right? A little bit, a little bit more than I appreciate, but that's okay. You know, she's allowed to like him. Obviously he's a, he's a powerful man. He looks good in a suit. You know, he suits short hair and I guess his, his dick game would be up there. I mean, you got to fuck some people to get to the top, right? So I'm guessing that he's got a bit of bloody hit behind him. So for that reason and that reason only, I commented on his post and I said, thanks, Mark, you're doing a brilliant job, right? Then, like, to, also, like, I just want you to know, I think I've told, talked about this in podcasts before. I, uh, I tend to comment on these meme pages, right? On these videos that are quite obviously staged and are just like for theatrical purposes, creating a 15 second video that's going to get heaps of views and heaps of likes and heaps of interaction. And I'll comment on those. And I know like one of, one of the comments that I've left on one of their videos 
has like a thousand likes on it. You know what I mean? Like literally I'll wake up one morning, you'll have an extra hundred likes and there's a full conversation going on under there, people responding to the shit that I've said and I've said something absolutely fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Like, as I said, they're obviously staged videos and I'll comment on there saying like, what the fuck, is he not going to get arrested for that? Like, how do people get away with that in Europe? That would never happen in Australia. And then people are like, this is obviously fucking staged, man. Like, what the fuck? Like, dude, are people all that dumb in Australia? And like, they go off and off. You know what I mean? Like, it's awesome. I love it. It's fucking the best banter in the world. And it's one of those things where I actually like, I find myself getting too deep in it. I don't even... Like, you know how you get, uh, you, you get a notification saying someone's commented on your shit or someone's replied to a comment that you've made and you can actually respond to it on the activity page. You don't have to go to the post. I just respond to it on the activity page. Otherwise, I'll spend half an hour just reading comments because I fucking, I love the comment game. It's one, of, it's one of those things that when you get involved in it for whatever reason, you get to a point where you're like, I'm not even on Instagram for the post. The post is like the seed. I'm here for the fucking, the real fun, which is the tree that the seed grows, which is a fucking comment section. So with that said, I put down, just before I get too into it, this is the other Dare Cold Brew, Sparkling Cold Brew Black Coffee. This is the original, right? In episode 51, I had the vanilla. Um, I give that a solid two and a half out of 10. Uh, I wouldn't trade the steam off my shit for another one. Um, I guess I didn't enjoy it, you could say, uh, for lack of better words. But yeah, otherwise, it was just a totally fucked experience. So I probably, yeah, as I said, I'm not going to be going back to the vanilla. I'm really fucking, I'm not so sure about this, but to be honest with you, it's, it's you know, quarter to four in the afternoon. I've got to get this podcast out for my babies, right? Bit of Crystalia fucking themed, uh, what, what would you call it, wording there. But I've got, I've got to get this done. So I'm like, I need some caffeine. I don't want a fucking hot drink at this time of the day. So I'm doing this again. We'll see how we go. And again, it's exactly what you'd expect. It definitely has caffeine and sugar in it, fucking whatever. I don't know, man. If I'm going to get a dare, I, I, I like the fucking, the instant stomachache you get from the milk. You know what I mean? I like the uh, kind of limited, like the extremity that's, that's strapped to like the limited amount of time you have to like finish the dare and get to a toilet. You know what I mean? And I just feel like this doesn't really do it for me, you know, even when I had that drink the other day, like it gave me the, the kind of like head high of a caffeine buzz, but it wasn't like that. Oh my fucking God. I just had a dare high, you know, and those who know fucking know what I'm talking about. So I leave this comment on Mark McGowan's post. It gets no likes. And then I get, so just to recap, I commented on there saying, you know, you're doing a brilliant job. And, uh, then someone replied back saying, no, you're not. No, he's not. And then I'm like, oh, okay, thanks for your input, bro. Like literally just said, thanks for your input, you know? And then they clap back with some other shit, right? They clap back with some other shit. And to be honest with you, like when I say it's some other shit, that means that it wasn't really a contextual clap back. It's like they just said something. So I go on their profile. Oh, they've got no followers. Oh, they've got no posts. This is a fucking throwaway account. So then I comment back on that saying, hey, man, Post on your, what would I say? Post on your, comment back on your main account and then we'll talk. And then some other motherfucker who isn't even in on the conversation jumps on and then says like uh, something along the lines of like, why don't you jump on your main account instead of using your fucking failed business attempt or something like, just like, bro, shots fired. Like I get it. I've got 1500 followers and I sell fucking t-shirts, but bro, like. I don't have a fucking job, so obviously it's working, son. But hey, I'm not emotionally attached to this. I'm not I'm not letting this get to me because anybody smart knows if you let the comments get to you, you're living for nothing. 
You understand? Like in the words of Dave Chappelle, Twitter isn't a real place. None of this shit really exists. Once the lights go out, Instagram turns off and it's not like the person who created a fake account so that he could take these really PG shots at me on Instagram. Like he is no one. So getting upset about anything that he has to say, like, dude, and that's the thing, if you're going to clap back at me in a throwaway account that you don't care if it gets deleted, why the fuck would you be so polite about it? The only reason I'm not getting nasty with you is A, because we're on State Daddy's account, and B, because if I lose this account, like, that's a fucking one of the legs of my business taken away from me. So I'm going to respond to you as PG as possible. So I just comment back saying, like, cheers, champ, thanks for the input again. And then he claps back one more time. And now he's doing the thing where like he does like capitals and then lowercase, then capital, then lowercase. He did like, oh, clap back with your main account with the, you know, uppercase and lowercase, you know, making me sound like I'm fucking, you know, four o'clock on a Friday afternoon sort of deal. But, and then he, and then like continues on the same thing of like, oh, you're just a failed apparel business. Like you think you're all that or something. And it's just like, bro, you've, you've tried the, the, the same assault twice in a row now. And it didn't work the first time. And when I clapped back with like, thanks, man, cheers for your input. And I kept on calling him champ or buddy or something. And like, he's using that and he's like, every third word, it was champ. Every third word was champ. He's like being ironic and using the thing that I used against him against me. But it's like, again, man, like if we go right back to the beginning of this, I don't give a fuck about Mark McGowan. I don't give a fuck about the responses. I'm doing this for engagement so I can sell t-shirts, dickhead. So... By you responding to my comment, you are propagating that engagement, right? You are the fucking yin to my yang in this situation, fuckwit. So as far as I'm concerned, we can do this backwards of boards all day. But the thing that I realized is I was taking him seriously. In my mind, when I was responding, I was trying to be the bigger man. And trying to be the bigger man means that you're participating in a conversation, right? It means that you're going like, right, I hear what you said, but I'm going to say this. Don't even hear what they said. Don't even hear what they said. Man, that thing that's got like a, that comment that's got a thousand likes on that post, the the thing that like blows my mind about that is, is like, I couldn't tell you what the post actually says. I know it's kind of contextual to the video and I know that all the responses that I've given are kind of contextual to what they said, but you'll probably find that like the bottom response that I've ever put to that compared to what the actual video is, it would be two totally fucking different things. And that's the very point. Okay. The point is the internet is fucking stupid. It's fucking stupid right? And the idea that you would take something so seriously, and I mean, I know that like I'm speaking completely out of tune because I, I like, I don't know what the internet can really do. Like I'm talking about like half an hour of me started to maybe kind of sweat before because I was like, this dude thinks that my, my business isn't real. He doesn't even know. He doesn't even know how much effort I put into it, but, but he doesn't even know how passionate I am. I'm going to, I'm going to jump on and tell him, you know, like, dude, he's like, who, it's, who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? His fucking picture is like some cartoon ninja, bro. He wins. He wins, you know? And like the fucked part about this is, I mean, is this not the reason that fucking Facebook and Instagram just shut down is because <clears throat> a whistleblower came out and said that like, essentially you can, you know, the technology or the, the data that Facebook collects essentially can point people in the right direction for ex uh, wrong direction. For example, pointing young girls who have the, the traits of early anorexia uh, can be led to like these anorexic pages sort of thing on Facebook, which... Not that I have, I'm not batting for any side there, by the way, but when you really think about that, if you don't know that Facebook is an echo chamber of your interests based off the things that you search and look at and how much time you spend on particular posts, 
then I hope it leads you to the things that are your demise. For fuck's sake, come on, we know this. We've all seen the social dilemma. We all know that social media is a cancer. Like, the, like at this point, like understand that even if you think you're doing your bullshit thing where you're like, oh yeah, but I'm only friends with the people that are close to me and I only follow the pages that really mean something, you're still on it. You are still on it. And whether you like to admit it or not, you're still addicted to it. Okay, this is like these people that say that they only smoke when they drink. Yeah, you only smoke when you drink because that's when your inhibitions go down and that normal bit of discipline that you have goes out the window and you go straight back to the thing that gives you a head high. That's what the fuck is going on. Like you think, oh yeah, I only check it once. I'm only on there like half an hour a day. Yeah, motherfucker, it's half an hour a day more than zero. You know what I mean? That's the whole point. And the idea of Facebook is it's trying to give you the best entertaining experience to keep you there as long as fucking possible. And how does it do that? It says, well, if you like X, Y, and Z, we're going to keep showing you X, Y, and Z until you get sick of it or until it turns into another interest. And then what do they do? They show you the things around X, Y, and Z just to see if you like it. They only show you every now and then. All of a sudden, you know, you pass on that, you pass on that, and you go, ooh, that's kind of cool. And you have a look at that a little bit and Facebook goes, you like that? Have some more of that. Have X, Y, and Z again. Have some more of that. But do you like this as well? No, do you like that? Ooh, you like that? Ooh, Chuck. It's what Facebook does. That's what the whole fucking algorithm is. So not any fault of, you know, not any fault of anyone realistically to, to be caught in the trap of the algorithm, but also understand that like, if you're completely negligent or you think that you're smarter than the algorithm, you you just fucking, you're plain and simple wrong. You know what I mean? So to think that it's some sort of like, oh, I can't believe Facebook points people in the direction of the things that they're searching for. And in the example of young girls who are having anorexic, you know, they're searching things on Google or they're searching for groups within Facebook, whether it be like fucking help groups or whatever, whatever it is, whatever it is, the point is, of course, Facebook is going to give it to them because that's what they fucking ask for, Right. And I mean, look, I've got off the fucking track here, but let's let's play this story out. I think one, I mean, one argument is if I'm going to play devil's advocate to myself is realistically, if, you know, maybe someone who is of that age, whether they're a male or a female, it doesn't matter. But if they're under the age of, say, 15, 16, and they're on these social media platforms and they don't understand how powerful these algorithms are, and let's face it, we all think we're super smart at that age as well. So we're like in control of the internet, not the internet's in control of us when... Unfortunately, we know what that turns into. I completely get it. There should be some sort of like, when I say there should be, I, I hate hearing this, oh, there should be this some sort of fucking, what do you call it? Uh, like, per, not parental lock, some like some sort of governing body of the internet. But that's kind of the beautiful thing of the internet is the freedom of it, is the fact that anyone can get on there and get any information they want at any point. That's the whole point of the internet. And as soon as we start taking away those freedoms, well, then it turns into like, oh, yeah, you can go on Facebook, but only eight hours a day. Yeah, you can be friends with anyone you want, but only like out of this group of people. It's like when you start giving like we're learning this in the physical world right now. We're giving up so many fucking freedoms in the name of like not catching a flu. And we're, we're soon to realize in the very fucking near future that once they take them away, they don't give them back. You know what I mean? We've learned this literally within our lifetimes before, but we continue to fuck up in the name of listening to GWN and win news. OK, that's the reality of what's happening. Right. Or good. But see, the internet, as soon as you start giving away these freedoms, I'm not saying like, I'm going to use China as an example. I don't think they exactly gave them away. They got them taken away. And now they've got to use a fucking VPN if they want to get on Google, right? They've got to use a VPN if they want to access social media. They have to hide from the government if they want to use the things that we use to fill in our fucking spare time here in Australia, right? So that's what it looks like when you start giving up freedoms from the internet. And unfortunately, to stop the people 
who are going to put themselves in danger in the internet as far as you know attaining the information that is interesting and relevant to them to protect them to bring in a governing body or some sort of parental system where it stops them from accessing particular parts of information and all the rest that can't just apply to 16 year olds it's got to apply to everyone right and this is the thing like i find like i find here's a conversation for you it's super interesting now that I'm like 28, almost 29, and I'm, and I'm like in the ballpark of like, you know what, if I was going to have children, what are the sort of things that I, what, like, what do I need to start thinking about, right? And this is one of the things, right? I have to understand that like, I was, I was reasonably lucky. Facebook didn't really become a thing until I was like into my teenage years, right? And like, obviously there's Instagram and all the rest, but like, I mean, I didn't grow up dating on Snapchat. I didn't grow up like the, uh, my messaging someone was going home and logging onto Messenger and hoping they're online and then fucking being too scared to say anything anyway, because it was like, even though it was something that everyone did, it was still essentially an alien technology to us. It wasn't something that your parents related to or had any experience in. So you're kind of just in the fucking deep end by yourself, figuring things out on the internet. But one thing that I have to accept if I'm going to be a parent is that my child's going to grow up in a world where social media is not a factor of it, it's an element of it. It's like, it's a slice of the pie. It's something that we have to take so seriously. You know, I wonder, these people that have children and then create an Instagram account from from the day they're fucking born, and then like a documenting like, oh, this is such and such an Instagram page. Oh, look at him in his little sailor outfit and all the rest. It's like, what's the idea to give him that Instagram account later on so he's already got some sort of following and he can do something with it? Or is it so that he's got some sort of reflection? Or is it so you offer complete and utter fucking transparency into your personal life and everyone can see the ins and outs of what's going on with your child as they grow up? Like, what is the idea there because if i was going to consider like my son or daughter or or sons and daughters whatever it might be if they were going to be in this world then i would i would think as soon as i can start communicating with my children i need to make it a, a, a registrable thing in their mind the reality of what it is you know it's one of those things where it's like it's kind of like ice cream it's like fuck yeah man you'll get to a point in your life where you can eat as much ice cream as you want You can go to the shop, buy a tub of ice cream. You can eat it on the way home. You can finish it in the fucking car. And before you've even got in the door, you can turn around to the shop and go get some more. As long as you've got the money, no one's going to stop you. But you eat that ice cream long enough, on the first day, you're going to get a tummy ache. On the second day, you're going to get a tummy ache again. By the fucking end of that week, you're going to have headaches and tummy aches and all the rest. Sure, you have the mouth pleasure of taking in the ice cream, but you're eventually going to get to a point where it will kill you. Social media is not that different. Sure, you can enjoy it. Sure, you can be a part of it. And I understand everybody's out there eating ice cream. Everybody's on Facebook, right? You should be on Facebook. I want you to feel included. But also, we need to fucking understand what we're dealing with. We need to understand that there are things on here that we don't want to see and we don't want to witness. And I understand that kids want to rebel. If my parents told me that, I'd be like, fuck, where's Facebook? Where are the titties? You know what I mean? Like, that's how that's how we think. But again... Does this not come down to the relationship that you have with your children, the relationship that you have with the next generation of people, that representation of this is the fucking future. I can't make sure every kid has good matters, but this motherfucker is going to be so polite and respectful because I know if I make that bit of difference and I've put my good into the world, that's the idea. This is the future of the world. I can put my good into them. I can help them understand and negotiate the world they're about to enter and what they're going to own one day. And in that, I can tra- I can translate, you know, if you can, you translate some of the lessons that you've learned. You can explain to them like, hey, like, this is all yours, but it's only all yours if you understand what you're using, you know? And then all of a sudden, I mean, 
I, I think that as I'm saying these things, the first thing that comes into mind is like you're being unrealistic because you don't know how kids are, right? I'm looking at it from the point of view where I was a kid not that long ago. And fortunately for me, I've actually got through the majority of my 20s without having the experience of having a child. So not only have I had that time to myself where I can realize who I am before I start trying to realize who someone else is. I've had that time to like reflect on my childhood and understand, right, here's where I think the best points were. Here's where I think the shittest points were. Here's what I think is very specific to my experience. And here's what I think is specific to the experience of being a child who is growing up, right? So for the people who say like, you don't know what you're talking about because you haven't had the parent experience. I kind of know what I'm talking about because I've had the child experience leading into the adult experience and I haven't at all paused it to begin helping someone else with their life experience, meaning my own child. And I know it's something to, I don't know. I want to say that it's something as I say it out loud, it kind of sounds silly, but at the same time, like I've been thinking about this shit forever. And the only difference between now and and like my early teenage years is I realize that the thing I'm thinking about is what I want to pass on when I'm a father, right? And obviously, if you listen to my vasectomy episode, if you know me at all personally, you know that I'm not putting my hand up to have a child anytime soon. In fact, I've just gone past my fifth year anniversary of having my vasectomy. So, I mean, you know, I had a vasectomy at 23. That says enough about how my, my decision to want children. But the thing is, I feel like maybe in a more fundamental sense as being a human there is more thought put into like obviously i'm gonna die one day and if i don't create something new that continues going on then the point of me was no point at all i don't have any brothers or sisters so the the fucking the what do you call it the bringing together of my parents to mix those two bloodlines to then create this new thing to then come down and also like i'm the only cur boy in the family and it's kind of like well fuck you know what i mean like if i don't reproduce and create another cur then that's kind of but then again i mean that's just all fucking i mean names and bloodlines are all just sentimental meaning that we give to bullshit that kind of you know gives us a little bit more purpose in this hundred years that we get to experience being a human so that's probably not that important but i definitely feel that like you spend all this time learning about like the, the experience you're having in life and being a human and who you are and who your character is and you get to a certain point where you have this nice big toolbox of things that you've got to pass on to someone to deliver to someone to go look what i created whether it is you know in my mind i kind of see it as like a mix between like a spiritual mental and a physical kingdom where you go look at everything that i built look at everything that i've learned and look at everything that i am and now it's all for you and now your only job is to take the things that i've given you and do it all for yourself just so that you can give it to the next person and the idea is being a part of this human race is that we get a little bit better every time you want your kid to be stronger than you you want your kid to be smarter than you the idea is you want to give them you don't want them to start on step one you want them to start on step 20 right and you hope to god that their only competition started on step 40 so they've got something greater to aspire to but the problem is having the attitude that i have i feel like my child will start on step 20 and everyone else's starts on step two because they didn't take time to fucking i'm not i'm not saying that i'm better than anyone else i'm just saying that i feel like when people people have children around me and it blows my mind i'm like bro who are you? You know what I mean? I'm asking you because I don't know. And I feel like you don't know either. And I feel like sometimes a decision to have a child is maybe not our own. Maybe not our own at all. You know, maybe it's we're following in the footsteps of home and away. Or maybe we're doing it because we're scared to not do it. 
Or maybe we're doing it because some interesting beliefs that were handed down to us from our parents stop us from making other, any other decision and now we have to follow through with this, you know? And obviously we've stepped, we've fucking gone into like a million other fucking... <laughs> dude, I started about how fucked up the internet is and got to this. But you can understand like, that's how seriously I would take that task. You know, like I, I think anyone who's following the story can see how seriously I take Black Ink. And Black Ink is essentially a passion project turned into a business, you know? So a child for me is like, fuck yeah, now I can start to understand this whole journey of like what being a man is, what being a human who is learning is and being able to like take pride in the things that you learn and get better at things like being able to communicate beautifully or being able to be in a social setting or being able to build a business and all these things. It's like actually building this sense of like, I am building a kingdom and now I'm getting to a point where it's like, you know, I, I love the idea of having being financially free enough that I would be able to employ my partner, I can, and which means that we would always be able to be there with our dog and we ought to be with each other all the time, rah, rah, rah. And it's like, you know what the fucking better version of this is? Is having a little one of us to do it with. And then having the experience of watching them grow and learn and then being able to fucking have time to pass this on to them, you know? And I mean, I think there's something that's written in my head that I don't know where it's written down. I don't even know what language it's written in, but I feel like all of this is leading to that. You know what I mean? All of this is like, fuck yeah. I need to do all this business and shit because man, by the time I'm 30, I'm going to be a millionaire and then I'm going to be all set up to have the house that I want to have the setup that we need. And, and I know everyone goes like, oh, everything can't be perfect. And you know, you like to believe it. Yeah, that's just fucking words from someone who didn't plan. That's all it is. That's like someone who says that is someone who didn't plan and had to make it work. You know, sometimes everything can't be perfect. Yeah, 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 I get that. I get that. I'm literally fucking day, whatever fucking day. I'm, I'm like almost at a year into this, like doing small business thing. I fucking get not everything can be perfect. I deal every day with not everything can be perfect. But when it comes down to my offspring, when it comes down to what I'm going to give to the world when I'm no longer here, that can be perfect. And if it can't be perfect, we can fucking get as close as possible to it. How exciting is that? Doesn't that fucking make your heart warm? Doesn't it get you like pumped up just to do whatever you're doing to the best possible capacity? Like for me, that's like almost purpose. That's almost purpose in itself. It's crazy. So when it comes to like knowing that my child is going to be in a world with the internet, then all I need to do is make sure along with all the other important shit that we got to teach them. That's as important as learning how to grow a plant from a seed is understanding that the internet is an infinite place of information, both good and evil. And the person who steers that ship is you. So you have to understand how important that is. You know, kind of when you say it like that, it's interesting that we even let kids on there. It's like you wouldn't let a kid steer a car down the main street of town. And there's actually heaps less danger. There's heaps less danger letting a kid who doesn't know how to drive just steer a car down the main street of town. The likelihood of that kid seeing someone's head blown up is really low. The likelihood of that kid seeing hardcore pornography is really low. You know what I mean? Sure, they might hit someone. They're doing fucking 10Ks now. What are they going to do? They can't reach the pedals. You know what I mean? They're in automatic. They're just cruising along, steering. Oh, they hit a pole. You know? They didn't see something that's going to psychologically fuck them for the next three or four years and then have to deal with 15 years down the track. They're not going to deal with something that's going to absolutely rupture their sex life and what they consider to be normal and start a fucking... Okay, you know, you know where I'm going to go with that, right? Right? So I'm not going to go down that path. But... This is the thing, man. I'm 28 and I'm getting butthurt about people who say that my business is just a phony fucking pop-up shop online. I can't imagine what it would do to my kids, you know? I feel like it's something, as again, I'm just you know, repeating and elaborating what I said, but definitely 
definitely like that's a conversation that needs to be ha- i mean the fucking dude people give a fuck about some kardashian getting engaged you know what i mean like i saw some meme on my instagram and of course the reason that i know all this again is because i treat it, social media like my job because it is it's my shop front and I am fucking exposed to things that happen on the internet. I'm very up to date with all the latest trends, all the latest songs, who's fucking who, who, who Conor McGregor hit last, rah, rah, rah. And I see this meme saying, oh, fucking Travis did in 10 months what it took someone to do in like, rah, rah, rah. It's like, hey man, who the fuck is that? Who is it? Oh, it's the lead singer. Okay. Name one of their songs. Oh, such a, okay, cool. So you're telling me, this is the thing, when people like, when fucking the basketball player died and everyone got super butt hurt, he's a fucking athlete. Oh, but he did so much for the basketball community and other, yeah, dude, he had fucking heaps of money. Like, I understand, like, you're allowed, like, this is the thing. This is the fucking thing, right, okay? This Kardashian chick, like, she's popular from being on a TV show and selling shit, right? That's it. That's her claim to fame. And even if she did some other shit, you know what? It really doesn't fucking matter. Um, I mean, let, let me put it in real terms for you. And this isn't something that like I'm dwelling on. This is just like a real thing. I saw maybe 25 people share that. 25 people. I haven't had any one of my posts shared 25 times, right? And you know me. And when you share my post, that might turn into someone buying something from me and my business growing a little bit. And you know me. And to share it is for free. And you don't know her. And she doesn't know you. And like you think that like that number when it says this was shared 16.4 million times. That she's going to think like thank God you added to that number for her. I don't want you to share my shit by the way. I do. But it's not like I'm asking you to share my shit. What I'm saying is put this into perspective. Where if that same energy that you're putting out. And like this is the thing. Half the time I get it. You're not doing it to impress her. You're doing it to impress some other bitch in your town that you don't know, but you want her to think that you're on trend and that you're, oh, did you hear that fucking, oh, and he did it on the beach or in the fucking candles and the fuck, yeah, dude, of course it's beautiful. They're millionaires. They get, everything's done for them. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck are you getting excited about? And I totally, like, I fucking, I totally get it. People need some shit to keep their life interesting because realistically, most people's lives are boring, but that's what you choose to entertain yourself with? That? Dude, have you seen that sidecar racing where the cunts like are leaning over on the cut? There's one person riding a bike and there's just another dude just leaning across, getting all the angles and shit to stop this bike from flying off. Have you ever watched that before? I, I don't know how you could watch that and then watch the Kardashians and think the Kardashians have anything. I'm not even into... It was going to happen. I'm not even into sidecar racing. I'd still watch it before I watch those idiots. Dude, one of them changes their sex and becomes woman of the year. What are we doing? What are we doing? Okay? Fuck, bro. It's funny. It's funny, you know, I put up a little story today going on there saying like, hey guys, just so you remember, that chick doesn't know you and um, it doesn't matter, you know, but it's all good. Keep doing you. And the amount of people that responded saying like, amen, amen. It's like, yeah, no shit. No shit, amen. Like it's one of those... How do I explain it? I feel like we all know what I'm saying when I say it out loud, but it's really hard to instigate that thought within ourselves to begin with. You know, I feel like some of these girls will watch my story and they won't respond to it or anything. And they'll be like, oh, like, I mean, I like to think they'll go, oh yeah, I guess, 
I guess he's got a point. But, you know, like I, I've been following the Kardashians since I was young. And I guess that's not really a good enough excuse either. But, you know, like I get super inspired. But like they really inspire me to be a, a better better woman because, you know, look what they've done. Yeah, I guess they're not really relatable in any sense. You know, like I, I just I guess I just enjoy being entertained. Hey, I fucking get it. You know what I mean? I love watching 90 Day Fiance. Do I congratulate them when they fucking have a, a you know, a, a, mar- a marriage that's successful? No, I don't fucking care about them. They're on a TV show. The point that I'm watching them is that I'm like getting the, like, that's the thing what reality TV is meant to be. You get to be a fly on the wall. That's the whole idea is you get to experience what's going on in someone else's life. It's not that you get to be fucking friends with them. I think maybe that's one of the letdowns of social media is like, I shouldn't be able to fucking message Gary Vanderchuk, but I can. I shouldn't be able to message The Rock, but I can. I shouldn't be able to message Joe Rogan, but I can. I can do it on fucking TikTok, Instagram. I can probably get his email from somewhere. I can do it on YouTube. I can do it on fucking Twitter. There are so many different ways. If I really want to get a celebrity's attention, it's only a matter of time. I will get direct attention from that person. And that should never have happened. You know what I mean? There should never never have been a point where everybody is directly kind of contactable at any one time. And also, somehow the internet has created a level playing field as far as some dickhead can create a second fake throwaway account and comment in the same forum, the same space as my account, which I have to fucking put so much work into for my business. And then we're in the same arena. So someone who won't even admit who they are, they won't show their face, they're using a fucking internet alias against someone who is so public and so transparent. It's like, we're not having an argument. I'm standing in a well-lit room and you're yelling from the other side of the wall where no one can see you. It's like, what the fuck is going on? And now you got to a point where you can literally directly show this Kardashian fucking idiot that you're like approving her fucking like, yeah, you got engaged. Go marry him. Good for you, you know? And then on top of that, it's an entire generation of people who are coming from broken families. So you're celebrating someone that you don't know, getting involved with something that is most likely not going to work based on the experience that you've had. You know, like this is more a publicity stunt than it is anything else. If those two meant anything to each other, they wouldn't be celebrating the fact they just got engaged by putting a fucking post up on Instagram, right? And there are probably people listening to this right now believing that, well, if I got engaged, of course, like... What's the point of getting engaged if I don't put it on Facebook? What's the point of like, and that's the problem. We're too far down the rabbit hole. The idea is, is that like, even when we got our dog Louie, for the longest time, I was like, no, no, no. I don't want to post Louie on anything. I don't want Louie on Instagram. I don't want Louie on Facebook or Snapchat or anything. Louie, I didn't want people knowing that we even, we were going through the experience of having a puppy because I didn't get a puppy to show. I've got the fucking cutest dog in the world, right? My dog is cuter than yours. As simple as that right? I didn't want to brag about it. I got her because I just want, it's the family now. You know what I mean? There's a family. I didn't create an Instagram page for her. You know why? Because she's a fucking dog. You understand? But no. Shit, I essentially had a fucking relationship fall apart of my past because I didn't want to change my Facebook status to in a relationship. And you know why I didn't? Because it doesn't fucking matter. Oh, you're just leaving it as single so other people, so you can fuck other... No. It's because it's nothing, right? It's because it's nothing. What is in your Instagram bio doesn't change anything, right? If it's on your resume, that's something almost tangible that will have an effect on your life. What is on your Instagram bio and what is on your relationship status on Facebook is nothing. It's an idea. That's all it is. It's okay. Man... 
that that Kardashian shit. I'm sorry. I, I probably should say I um, yeah, yeah. I, I I had a weird start to the day because I, I'm getting my screens finished today. Which as you actually you can see one corner of one just here. So I've got one, two, three, four new screens, which means that I can now do. Yeah, I can do plenty of plenty of my own shirts, but I'm getting straight to screen printing. I'll be doing it two or three o'clock tomorrow morning, just before this gets released, just because I like doing it, you know, uninterrupted in the dark, and also like there's no temperature problems either. Oh man, this like, you know those stomach burps that you get where they just kind of like sit, sit here kind of thing, and then all of a sudden you'll be talking, and they're like hello, but yeah, that bloody dare isn't that great. But yeah, I'll be doing some screen printing tomorrow morning. But the point was, I mean, like trying to get these screens because obviously my screen blew out on Friday. I went Monday to get it remade and then yesterday they were busy uh, busy to finish it off. So we finished it off this morning. Then I've gone and picked them up this afternoon and just like between fucking getting a speeding ticket in the middle of the day and kind of having like plans thrown around a bit, I'm just a bit like jolted all over the place. Maybe that's why that fucking comment on Instagram got me, got me a little bit more than what it should have. And this whole Kardashian thing like, I'm at the point now where it just fucking, it almost hurts my feelings. You know, I'm just like, I just don't want to fucking know about it. You know what I mean? But also, also, let me let me turn this into a therapy session and, and tell you something that I've noticed about myself. So anybody who watches Chillin' at, uh, Chillin at 420 on Instagram, who follows him and keeps up with his live feeds and all, that, all the rest, I've got to a point now where I've had to like mute his uh, stories because like he just posts like, bitches messaging him the wildest shit you know just the wildest shit pictures videos like heaps of fucking crazy shit that like saying oh he had one chick message him saying oh um could could me and my boyfriend pay you five thousand dollars to have a threesome and don't worry to pretty much just be you and me and he'd be watching and i've I, like you've you've like kind of talked to him to like starting to smoke weed now he smokes weed with me on the weekends and shit and it's just like not necessarily that i want that in my life but there is some part of me that's just like, this kind of is living some sort of reality that would be a very interesting and fruitful reality with just wild offers on the table all the time. Not even always sexually, just like he just lives a really fucking cool life. And there's a part of me that's getting jealous. And I don't even like to, I don't like, I hate saying it out loud, you know what I mean? But it is one of those things where when I. I thought I was starting to get angry that maybe I'm not moving fast enough. And as I say, it's not for the goal of like having random girls text me saying they want to fucking have a threesome with them and their part. Like that's not at all, you know, if anything, like fucking message me and have a threesome with me and Riz. I'm joking. It's a joke. But the thing I found was like, I was getting almost, I don't know. I was getting bitter as if I was angry. I was like, I don't want to know about your success. You know what I mean? Like fucking whatever, dude. And I'm like, hang on, man. Like, I listen to one of his albums literally every day, through and through, every day. I listen to fucking the one that has Overkiller's track number one, every day. I love it. And I love his vibe and I love his energy and I love that he his, he does that thing where he like, he talks about manifestation and he talks about like loving your family and just like believe in yourself, be good, have big dick energy and all the rest. And like literally that's all it takes to be successful is doing the things that he's doing, but really fucking doing them and have faith in them and believe in them. And it's kind of hard to like not see him as a douchebag when he says those things in those light because I'm just like, yeah, dude, that's what everyone who's fucking made it says. But now that I'm on my way to making it, I realize the things that are getting me there, uh, having love for my family, believing in myself, carrying that big dick energy, setting goals, you know what I mean? Like just fucking doing the damn thing. So then when I break it down, it's just like, you know what it is? 
you're just not as fucking cool as him and you're jealous and that's okay. Sometimes it takes a healthy amount of jealousy to get you emotionally tortured enough to go chase it even harder. Sometimes, well, I know that's kind of one of the, uh, I wouldn't say keys to, it's more like that's one of the motivators to my success, if that's the right word for it, is letting myself emotionally torture myself about things until I get to a point where I'm like, well, there's no other option but to do this. You know, I spoke about this on the fucking push bike yesterday, like, oh, you're going to quit, but you don't quit. That's not what you do, though. You know, oh, so you're, if we quit now, you just quit everything. So good. Duh, fuck you. I'm just a quitter now. Oh, look at me, Mr. Quitter. That's what my brain does in a split second. Then you go, well, I guess I can't quit. Doesn't matter how much pain I'm in. I can't quit because if I quit, then who am I? I'm a quitter. It's no good. So I feel like some of that emotional kind of turmoil can be the thing that gets the results you need. But you got to be super careful as well because then, you know, if you get to a point where you're like, I just, it's not that I wanted to quit. It's just that like, I didn't anticipate doing fucking five hill climbs today and my legs feel like they're going to pop because there's so much lactic acid in them. I'm just going to have a break for a second and we'll come back to this another day, you know? But, you know, unfortunately, I can't have that conversation with myself in that moment. And getting back to it, I think I am just jealous of fucking chilling it. You know what I mean? Like he's he's shredded like a fucking animal. He lives with his family. He's got his brothers. He's got like that cool little community of even though they're in lockdown, they're all like you can tell they'll love each other and they just get along and have fun and do all cool shit. And I think, you know, there's a part of me that's just doing this. I mean, as much as like Larissa fucking keeps me fed and, you know, keeps me comfortable and happy, like I, the business side of things, I'm I'm doing it by myself. I'm making decisions by myself and it's fun watching it grow and all the rest. But, you know, some days are just overwhelming, I guess, you know, and then you get on there and you see him wearing fucking a $60,000 watch and talking about a $20,000 bed and, you know what I mean? Selling out of his octobongs and this and that. And it's just like, cool, man. Cool. Would you get heaps of nudes overnight as well? Well, that's good. But man, there's nothing cooler than... And like, as a, I'm just a jealous piece of shit, dude. I'm fucking, you know, fuck me. Fuck me, dude. Fuck me, right? I thought it was so awesome. He had me in his live feed twice smoking billies. Dude, what more can I ask for? What more can I ask for? Oh, oh, you get to smoke weed with someone that you think... Like, someone who, as I just mentioned, like, you should never, never know what his private life is. You should never be able to message him. You should never be able to FaceTime him and smoke billies, but now you did and you got a, you got a problem with it sort of thing, you know? So fuck me. Who am I to have an opinion? But let me let me touch on I think I might have talked spoke about this in another podcast. So I'm glad I've only got 3 minutes left of this. So we'll see um we'll see if 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 I have I apologize and if I haven't. I just had this really interesting situation the other morning where I like I tend to be like a bit of a bullet bullet a gate. So I go like job, 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 job. And if there's something to do and we can do it right now and we're not doing anything else, then do it. Just like, it doesn't matter what it is. If there is something to be done that's in front of you, spend less time thinking about how long it's going to take or can I fit it in tomorrow or start to make a plan. Just do it now. Just do it now. Because if we do it now, it's done. And then tomorrow we're free to do whatever we need to do tomorrow when the job comes up. We're not like backtracking. So I'm very... You know, bang, 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 bang. Even like just before I started this podcast, I literally just finished doing the thing before, sat down, sent some messages, did the thing, and then just like phone in the thing, get going, bang, do the podcast. So the other morning, I like had a moment where it was after doing some screen printing and shit. And like, obviously, this whole screen printing process and learning is quite a big deal. Like it's like, there's a lot of nuanced kind of things that you're looking out for, indicators and all the rest. So it's like, I'm kind of over... 
overanalyzing everything like, oh, is that something that can fuck up? Is that is that on its way out? Do I need to stop? Do I need to clean everything? Do I need to just keep going? Whatever it is. So like, you're kind of like using like 120% of the energy that you need. But, you know, go from that and then fix some stuff on the website then do some things for content creation then you know, do a live feed and then do this and do that. And I kind of sat down and just all of a sudden, boom, boom, just overwhelmed, overwhelmed. And I started like welling up and I was like, oh, this is very third party to myself. I was like, oh, this is interesting because I'm having like a, I'm having one of those moments when it feels like something crazy happened before, but I had to keep pushing through what I was doing. And now that everything's kind of stopped, the craziness is catching up to me. And I kind of had a moment where I looked around and like, I'm surrounded by black ink. Like I said, I said this in a podcast a long ago, I look everywhere. There's black ink everywhere. You know, there's, there's indicators of things moving forward and progress in every corner of my life. And I can't help but be overwhelmed that I did it all. I kind of somehow did enough shit to collect enough trust in my brand and enough like vibe in what I'm doing and enough like community around me that I can justify living this what's evidently turning into a fucking crazy life. It's just so weird. I was as happy as I was sad, as I was overwhelmed, as I was like surprised. It's like I kind of had this moment where I've like just skipped to all of a sudden realizing like, oh wow, like I did this, it's crazy. You know, and there's a part of me that's sad because it's like, I have to solve all these problems. And, you know, it's not like you, you even directly know what the questions, the, the problems that you have to solve are. Sometimes you've got to solve the problem of figuring what the f- fucking problem is. And then you have to solve that problem as well. And then, you know, no one tells you what the next move is. No one tells you what the next best step is. All you do is get all these people's information and advice and you have to bring it all in and try and make the right decision so that you don't go broke in the next 10 minutes and that you don't have to move out of your new rental or you don't have to go and get a job. Like it's all on you. And then the complete other side of the coin is like, what are you worried about? Every decision you've made must have been close to the right one because you're still fucking here and doing it. You know, you're doing it. You're that guy. The guy who fucking just like says, fuck it, I'm going to go start a business and does it and is now doing it and making money and all the rest. Dad, you're the guy, you know, you're the guy. And I'm like, at one, at one part of me is like patting myself on the back and on the, the, the other one's like pulling me away saying like, you can't figure anything out. This is so fucking hard. I wish I had help. Rah, rah. It's just an interesting situation. Now, honestly, I'm saying this for the sake of, of like probably myself in like five years time when I look back at this episode and go like, ah, look at the little guy. He was figuring it out, you know, but yeah, it's just an interesting, it's an interesting thing. I guess uh, I hate being too cliche about anything, really. But there really is, like in this whole process, there really is moments where you. I, I don't think I ever want to quit, but there are definitely moments where I'm just like, "What am I doing? You know, like, what am I actually doing here? What's the end goal of this, and and what's it all for? And is the process is the juice worth the squeeze, sort of thing? And it's just interesting. It's just interesting, you know. And I think, again, like I, I finish a lot of points on the, I, I finish a lot of topics on this point in is like, if you've got an idea, go and do it. Like this is the sign. This is the thing you've been waiting for. And you know what it is if you have one, because it's sitting right there, not at the back of your head, not at the front of your head, just right in the middle. Often enough to think about it like once every day or once every two days. And you're like, fuck man, imagine if I, and dude, the two years that I was driving trucks, the only thing that I thought about, not the only thing, that's a bit fucking over the top. So white girl, hey, I swear to God, the only thing, oh, you know what I love the most? You know when people do that and they're just like, oh man, like, 
I can't think of an example now, but like when people like the thing that, that like the uh, phrase that they're going to use is like, they always go to the end of the scale to make their point. Oh my God, I laughed the hardest I've ever laughed the other day. And you're like, what was it? And they tell you a mediocre thing and you're like, well, you've laughed harder though. Like you, but yeah. Um, oh, I totally fucking forgot the point that I was going to make. And look, we're at 47 minutes. So I don't really fucking care. All right. I want you to enjoy the rest of your day. I want you to leave a like, a fucking comment. Let me know what you did like or didn't like about this episode. I hope I've given you a little bit of value today. And I hope you can go forth and do something great for your neighbor, your mother, your sister, your brother, anyone, your best friend, your worst enemy. It doesn't matter because I'm fucking out. E-you!